But are you comfortable? Do you usually listen to the first part and hear me laughing when you're editing or not? Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> It's a good way to start editing, honestly. Oh, thanks. Okay, can you see me? Yeah. Yes, perfect. But the wind is a lot. I can't I can't hear anything. Mm, I'm just worried about the recording itself because the trees outside are going crazy. So It's part of the experience. Know. It's part of the experience. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, today we start with an experiment. So <laughs> our huge mm. audience knows that uh, we have been asking some questions in these days. We wanted to open the conversation to other people outside of just the two of us, let's say, that uh, this one is more the aim. So Shaza, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think I think the two of us talking for too long, expecting people to listen, had to be a <laughs> expanded a bit uh, beyond the conversation. Does attract other energies? So, first things first. Yes. So the first question is this one. And actually, it's really, really in- interesting uh, considering how, how we managed to actually make this podcast. Okay, so what do you think? If it's better without social media? Social media, social media, oh my God, one second. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how to read, by the way. Seriously, I don't know how to read. Sure. Uh, okay, give me two seconds. <laughs> Not oh my problem, God, Sita, one second, Shaza. <laughs> This is a problem. <sighs> Not a problem at all. Okay, so was it better without social media and more specifically dating apps? So, for example, pro or against Tinder, pro and cons, advantages and limits of it. Do people behave in a different way? How they interact with each other? Um, did you notice any change, dear Shaza? I could finally read it, by the way. <laughs> What do I think if life is be- if life is better with social media or without? Yeah, I have an opinion about it. I mean, I feel like there there are so many questions in this, but the, of course, life for me, life is better with social media, especially dating apps, for example, pro or against Tinder. I've never tried Tinder, so for me, I don't know if it's if I'm pro or against it, and I'm sure for other people, um, it highly depends actually on who they are, if they're comfortable, um, if they're comfortable with getting acquainted with people from scratch online or not but for me like even back when I was a child I had a pen friend (laughs) through emails my school used to arrange something like this where they would give us emails of kids in England and we would just correspond with them and I found this like I always found it one of the most bizarre things ever that I've never (laughs) seen this person and I'm still talking to them so for me it's a bit odd but (laughs) but (laughs) of course it's For, for other people, they would find this much more um, much more interesting. So, uh, yeah, advantages and limits of it. That's, uh, it also goes back to me not trying it. I think you can, you can be much more knowledgeable in this area than me, I guess. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you mean? Giving aside. Um, but I mean, I guess that you have an opinion about it. For me? For my own personal yeah, character? For, uh, Yeah, I mean, even you not trying it, I guess that uh, there is a reason why you haven't tried it. No, for me, for me, I, I, it's a bit foreign to me, for sure. But is it because uh, uh, you are skeptical about it or just, I mean, simply um, for other reasons? I think, I think for me, I tend to find myself more lenient towards having like serious long-term relationships rather than 
quick interactions. And for me, I, I've I've not really heard of many cases possibly that that have gone through with Tinder into a long-term relationship. So it it's never actually presented itself to me as an option, if that makes sense. It's not that mm-hmm. it's not that I don't know of it. No, I know of it. And it's not that I feel like it's not successful. I'm sure it is for many people. But it's just that I think I've always had this innate idea within me that I know what I like. And it's definitely something that has to do with seeing people in real life. Because big part of me actually warming up to somebody is feeling their physical presence and seeing their eyes yeah. in real life and you know and I know you get to do this later on after you have a conversation and you swipe right or whatever on tinder but for me to reach a point where I swipe right on somebody I need to have seen their real eyes you know what I mean like it's, it's yeah a bit, no I, I totally <laughs> it's get a you. bit weird because I like to watch people in the eye yeah no no, no I, totally, I yeah. mean for me the 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 thing is that I, I like to see people how they behave in the environment so uh, the reason, like the thing of swiping left or right, just uh, uh, looking at a photo is really, really, uh, I mean, strange. But the thing is, this one is that for everything, I think that is uh, about how you use it rather than uh, the tool itself. So uh, even specifically about dating apps, I, I really think that uh, it depends on your personality. So if you are someone that is able to actually make uh, real interaction and real connection, Anyway, you will be able to make it uh, despite uh, what you're actually uh, using. The thing is, this one is that let's be honest, right now, according to what we are experiencing right now, the only option is going through also this kind of tools. But no, I understand that like the new normal now will force us to try other options than what we're used to or what what we think we need. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, I'm not, I'm not skeptical about uh, the tool itself. I've never been actually skeptical about about the tool itself. I'm really kind of worried about the consequences because, I mean, you know, like, I, I mean, let's be honest, I'm not that self-confident uh, uh, and the idea that uh, someone uh, d- doesn't know me yet uh, we are going on a date, uh, it's kind of strange for me. Mm. But I don't know. I, I see a lot of potential behind these, uh, these apps and I also know a lot of experiences uh, of people that... Uh, through these apps, I've been able to actually create uh, real, uh, like, strong uh, relationships or whatever. I mean, whichever way you see a relationship, I mean, long-term, short-term, uh, open, close, or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I, I really think that uh, it's about adapting. It's not the tool itself, which is a limit. Uh, I think it's more about the fact that uh, I see less and less people uh, being able to actually have conversations. And which, which honestly opens uh, to a complete other topic, which is about uh, why. Uh, but I, I am <laughs> absolutely pro social media, also because otherwise I wouldn't be here making a podcast right now with you. So yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I think it becomes now like having um, real life interactions becomes a luxury at some point, and then this is when you have to resort to. Uh, finding other options so even if somebody is against it I think they really need to actually look into their options now because we're reaching a point where life is very different and alternatives are always appreciated even if they have not been in the in the list of options before and I think that actually this brings to also another to another question which was related to our last episode 
And um, I think it's related to the idea that what we were saying before, the idea of having to see someone in person. How much do you think beauty is actually linked or intertwined to first impressions? Mm. So what do you think? I'm interested that people actually want to know our opinions in these things because <laughs> to me, like how much do we think beauty is linked or intertwined to first impression? To me, a lot of it, but then what is beauty? Because to me, beauty is a good sense of humor, for example, or a good smile. It doesn't really have to be the physical features because I... I I cannot really say that, for example, I have been attracted to partners before. If we were to say it on, uh, like, uh, um, a, a, a potential relationship uh, aspect, I don't think I've ever been attracted to a partner before that is aesthetically dashing, you know, that I can say, oh, that person definitely left a very good impression on me because of his external beauties. Uh, or like beauty features, but um, but I think uh, I think big part of a first impression is mm -hmm. definitely how I see like the beauty through, and it's certainly for me sometimes it's sarcasm, sometimes it's how the pe how the person is comfortable in his own skin, how the person is feeling about themselves. So I think beauty is important, but maybe that's not the beauty meant in the question. I see, but do you think? Okay, so you think that they are not intertwined? For me, my own, how I see beauty in a male, mm -hmm. considering the fact that I am um, heterosexual, um, I think my perception of beauty is intertwined with the first impression. But it's not physical. And do you think it's easy to change it? For me, mm -hmm. what I find attractive, I, I, I don't want to change. To be honest, okay. <laughs> what attracted me in in other people previously and still continues to attract me, I don't want to change it. But um, but if I if if I feel like I am evaluated based on my external features or my physical features, and this is what uh, what decides what the first impression is taken or how I how feelings are to be developed towards me, I will be slightly disappointed. Actually, disappointed, not just slightly. I would like to think of myself that I'm a bit more than just that. I think it's about chemistry rather than first impression itself. You know, I think that the more importance you, you, you know, yeah, the more importance you give to how someone thinks and uh, behaves, the easier it is for you to actually change in positive or negative uh, the first impression of that person. I guess. Yeah. And for me, sometimes I just feel like I can see somebody very beautiful physically. But then as soon as they open their mouths, you're like, yeah. Whoa. And to me, that is a first impression. Like the first impression is never a person yeah. that never spoke. Maybe also. I've, I don't think I ever formed <laughs> first impression before somebody like seriously opens their mouth. And as soon as they open their mouth, sometimes you'd see somebody that's very aesthetically pleasing, but whatever that came out of that mouth, you would just want to bring back in and close it, you know? <laughs> While in other cases, somebody would just look like a very normal person, but... Um... 100%. To me, aesthetic, is, I mean, physical features and the aesthetic of someone is very much influenced by other things. 
sensations, uh, the way how, uh, how someone can hold himself or herself. Uh, there was something very, very, very nice uh, that uh, I didn't uh, say the other time, but I, I really think, which is, and it's something that I read uh, um, somewhere, I don't remember. Um, there was this guy that was actually explaining how he thinks that uh, beauty, according to him, uh, I mean, he finds uh, beauty and aesthetic, aesthetic beauty in uh, those people that uh, carry in their body what they have gone through. I mean, the main question was about, do you think that a woman can be attractive if, for example, has cellulite or, I mean, if has imperfections? Mm, like scars or something. Mm. The kind of answer that he gave was actually this one, was like, uh, these kind of imperfections show that the person has lived, you know, that has gone through stuff. And I think that is the same thing that I have when I see people. I am really fascinated and attracted by people that shows that they have gone through things and these things have shaped their mind. And in order to understand that, you need to talk to the person. It's, it's necessary. And in order to, to and when you start hearing this, those kind of things, yeah. you also change your opinion about the person. So, yeah, I think it's very much, yeah, for me, it's very much like that. But then he asked me a question and I, I want to know your opinion. Do you think it's different uh, between uh, uh, men and women? How they react uh, to this kind of, uh, I mean, the, the, the way that we change our opinion uh, and the way that we perceive external factors in order to define beauty. Do you think it's the same for men and women? That's a good question because I think of course I can never generalize for all men and all women at all but I would think that our cultures really nurture us differently when it comes to these things so I think naturally as babies we mm -hmm. should not but then men and women grow into their own molds of like what the culture has actually molded okay. them to be and then this is what gives them different roles in identifying beauty and moving ahead with it differently but i would i would like to say that we're all human beings that instinctively we would not really differentiate mm. on this basis uh however of course different for like different you know like how can i say this stimuli maybe just happened and like you they come and they change ideas they give you presets they give you notions about what you should see beautiful how can you form your first impression and um, and then you would just go ahead with them for for as long as modern history have shown us but then i don't think that in Italy we are we are meant to be thinking this way i think all of us at the end of the day we, we would know uh, beauty and we would say it for ourselves with our own like I know that this will sound very, uh, <laughs> very, I don't know, but like it's a vibe on its own. But like, I believe that we have an internal eye that sees beyond what the physical mm -hmm. shows. However, we choose to sometimes silence it in a way. And on the same line of the imperfections that you were just mentioning, two years ago, if you told me this, I would have not even understood what you're talking about but here in Sierra Leone I was really amazed and I continue to be amazed every day at the fact that the people here lived 11 years of civil war where they were subject to so much like mm -hmm. violence physically some of them had uh, are amputees they lost some of their limbs which is quite an extreme imperfection but other imperfections are like scars and 
in the beginning, of course, to be honest, I come from the Middle East and I'm not going to lie. I am cultured around around physical perfection in a way. We have to have our nails done all the time. We use like we have our we have to have a very clear skin all the time and all of that stuff. So for me, a scar was actually a mistake that you have to try to correct all the time. And then when I came to Sierra Leone, I was really amazed by how many how much imperfection can actually carry a story and it just now became very natural to me that even now I have a scar it didn't happen (laughs) because of anything but the fact that I was being a fool uh, one day but you know what happened actually (laughs) how did I get (laughs) very badly scarred and now that I have this scar I look at it and I just feel like "Mm, well Somebody can ask me now and I would just tell the story. How did it happen? So for me, it's 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 very different. Yeah. It's something that I also read uh, in another book that I'm reading right now, which is uh, called uh, No Happy Endings. Uh, and it's a very interesting book because about is about uh, um, a woman. It's a, it's a true story. It's a biography anyway. It's about, it's, it's about a woman that uh, in, uh, in a very short period of time lost uh, both the husband from a cancer and his uh, dad. And I guess three weeks before, she also lost uh, um, her child uh, that she was carrying. And uh, it's a very, very interesting story because she goes through how she then fell in love uh, one year after with this other man. But the idea is that she never stopped loving uh, uh, her previous husband. Anyway... Long story short, uh, there is a part of the uh, a chapter in the in the book where she actually says exactly this: that she was uh, naturally drawn to people that have gone through stuff, people that maybe have experienced uh, a certain kind of pain or anyway difficult situations. And and yeah, no, I just I I don't know, I just found that uh, very true and very fascinating and very real anyway. And. Yeah. yeah, there is. I it it takes time, of course, and it takes a lot of, um, you know, like you can be told these things, but unless you really put the face to the case, you know, like have somebody that you know up close and you've seen how how much this can add um, layers to a character of a person, you'd really see the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, you would just see it in a very shallow manner. So. I, I I can perfectly resonate with that, but yeah, I like this question actually. I enjoyed it. I like that I'm also like grading questions now. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, going back to the question that he was asking, I think that uh, um, yeah, it doesn't really change. I, I I mean, for me, I don't think that it changes that much between men and women. I think it's more about the sensibility of the person. They say that men tend to be more visual than women, and I mean. I must admit that it might be true, uh, but then uh, in the very core essence, uh, when you are actually really engaging with the person, I think it's more about the, p- the sensibility of the person itself, uh, despite gender. Yeah, I think even if men are vis- are more visual than us, they would be visual uh, only in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. But then when it comes to uh, to actual interactions, we're all humans. At yeah. Least. I, or at least I would like to naively believe that we're all humans. <laughs> Oh um so what happened <laughs> the light went off okay uh, well shaza so do you have electricity oh, it's a power cut <laughs> this one is a nice experience <laughs> no i don't the power Perfect. went off it's a very romantic setting or a very scary one actually 
I'm actually a bit scared. No, it's not that bad. Oh my god. Uh, let me call somebody to come and help. It can be the beginning of a horror movie. Do not do that ever because I've been having very bad nightmares for two weeks now and I don't want to be reasoning. I will stop this recording and okay. I will send it to you and I will tell okay. you when the light is back. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> But it's really not so